the OG of Jets podcasting and blogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. And with me, as always, are Travis Milton and Josh Conrad. Gentlemen, we've got to talk about the most important topic after this Jets just crushing loss to the Raiders on Sunday Night Football. I think it's clear we something needs to happen in this organization. There needs to be a big, big, big change. People have been talking about lots of places. Where can the Jets make the right changes? Is that the offensive coordinator position? Is it at the quarterback spot? I think we all know the culprit. It's Robert Sala's beard. Josh, what, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing about Robert Sala's beard? What what are your solutions to to solve the Robert Sala's beard problem? For those that don't know, since Robert Sala has grown a horribly dyed out beard, uh, the Jets have gone one and two. Um, they lost to some of the worst uh, DVOA ranked teams in the league. They have a negative four turnover margin and the penalties have been off the chain. I think something like 21 for 200 yards in, in the last games. Uh, Josh, what, what are we doing here? How are we getting rid of this beard? Uh, the only thing we can do is is get six to eight uh, uh, strong men around him, hold him down and shave <laughs> Shave that thing off, or it could just be Brad a quick party. rinse. If we just get a little shampoo, I think that dye is coming right out, and we're gonna get some some yeah. salt and pepper in there. We're gonna get some wispies. Uh, yeah. It is. It's getting darker every week, and maybe it's like a mood ring. It's like a mood beard. He's just it's yeah. reflecting his mood for the rest of the world to see. See, I think we're missing missing the fact that, that there's there's a total deflection, and uh, Salah's beard is a patsy uh, on, on the part of, of big sweatband. Um, mm. the, uh, the, the sweat yeah. man because the culprit was you know it was originally the blame was was put on uh zach wilson's sweat band yes. and uh I, you know i think nike and and some of the other guys colluded together in in you know the the sweat band industry and uh found a found another red herring to to throw throw the blame on <laughs> so that they could get you know scapegoat sweat band sold yeah yeah you you <laughs> yeah. think uh yeah, you think um like when when does when does that beard turn blue, Josh? How much how much further do we go oh my gosh. from blue or purple? It's, like it's it's yeah, it's giving my grandfather um post divorce from my grandmother vibes where <laughs> it went from very white to very blue purplish black uh yeah. in the span of about a week. Uh His it's gentleman it's getting permission. worse. Yes, yes. <laughs> I call this shade back out. Oh yeah, I call this shade midlife crisis. Yeah, midlife crisis black. Yes, um, uh, man, uh, guys. That, I mean, that beard is atrocious. It's really bad. Like, I mean, I uh, let me just say this. Like, I had this thought after really, you know, being mad about this. Like, as a guy who who has a beard but has a bald shaved head. Um, I, I do have this question. It's it's really an important question that I do need answered, which is, is dyeing your salt and pepper gray beard the same thing 
as shaving your balding head. Is that is that the no. same thing? No. Okay. Why no. is it not? Because it feels Sha- like logically it could be. No, 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 no. Once the hair dye comes out, you've crossed you've crossed a threshold from which you you normally cannot come back, no matter how many well-intentioned friends or family members you have around you once you start dying it you can't stop dying it like mm-hmm. if if brian if tomorrow you were like you know what like i shaved my head and you know maybe there's a, a little less follic- follicular uh mm-hmm. coverage up there than i would prefer um you're not dying it dying it is beyond shaving it um i think if you like i'm i'm not far behind like it's it's getting pretty thin up top and once i start shaving my head i'm not going to be obsessive um but i'm going to keep it pretty trim but if i just started dyeing my hair and then it went from like mm. we said oh appropriate guy mid 40s whatever into like oh okay now you like once you're in the carlos boozer catalog like you're in trouble <laughs> yeah um, and i don't think you come out of it Oh man, uh, uh, Travis, as a gentleman yeah. who has a a famously distinguished, uh, like you know, peppery, you know, salty beard. Um, I mean, what what are your thoughts on this? I, you, See, what do you if, think if, about uh, if if no one had seen my beard prior to now, and I started growing it and realized it was gray, I would use this as a gaslighting tool mm. of of. You grow it, you start dying it immediately, and then one day you wash it all out, and you walk in, and you look at all of the people around you, and you point at your beard, and you go, <laughs> "You go, see this? You did this. You this did you. This is you. All of the yeah. stress, all the toxicity. It's all manifest that yeah. you have that you have put into my life has literally made my beard and and pubes that well maybe not." <laughs> I don't know. Can you die pubes? I don't know. Uh, um, yeah. Well, uh, who was that? <laughs> Mike, Mike, Sing- I, people probably do. Mike Singletary, didn't he pull down his pants once in front of the, in front of the team when he, he was uh, coaching the Niners? I think he was coaching he the did. Niners. He pulled down his pants. Uh, did he have I mean, to be I mean, like, bad? So, or like, what happened? Did, did he, did no, he, he was showing them what they were playing like and he pointed right yeah. to his. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, cor- oh, I think word. that's correct. I think that's. I don't know if he was showing him his his booty or uh, again know, his things son or things a moon you can, situation things you can't you things you can't things you cannot come back from is pulling yeah, your pants out in front of your team paint straight paint <laughs> oh my god you guys are a well, fleshy fun bridge of a team I oh. want winners <laughs> I want winners uh, but yeah, so, so this beard <laughs> this beard is is something um, I, I mean I I do hope. Travis, to your point, that's actually a good move. Like it could be the ultimate like psyop against your team to get them motivated, right? If he just washes it all out, you know, and then they come in, you know, for film study. I guess that would be tomorrow. Well, yeah, tomorrow or whenever they whenever they have to come back and, and do their film room, and he's he's all grayed out or you know, at least peppered up, and then he's just like you know salt and peppered up. Like then then maybe yeah maybe it gets that effect, and we get that we get that win against the Bills. Like it's all it's been like a whole three week three week move to do this like you know from coming out of the buy so yeah that could that could be that could be things yep. but uh guys like it is painful this is painful as we talked about last week josh like we're not going to take them serious if they don't take us serious nope. we have done zero prep for this podcast because like if we're not going to take them serious because they're not taking themselves seriously take that jets fans uh, jets fans uh new york jets um you know, we we didn't do our two minutes of preparation for this podcast because because no. the Jets just refused to do their own work. Um, 
Oh, it's like a broken record. Like we can just keep talking about the same things week after week after week after week. And I hope that we sell some, you know, product, you know, for people listening to this, but like, um, I mean, how many times can we talk about Zach Wilson's inability to mature into this offense? Like, I just don't want to keep beating up on this guy. Like, yes, there, we saw some, some, you know, improvement there, but that improvement came when the line was more intact than it currently is as the line has degraded. So, so we've seen, you know, some degradation from Zach, like we know who and what Zach is. He's never, well, I shouldn't say never, but like, it's clear he's not going to be the guy we need him to be this year. He could have been enough if the line had stayed healthy, just has not been able to do that. You can't come back from losing AVT and then McGovern and, you know, all these guys. And yes, Tippman was back. So that's good. But um, there's just not enough there. And so, you know, when I watch the post-game report and I hear the beat writers ask for the 15th goddamn time, like, hey, uh, when are you going to get Brees Hall going? Like, well, maybe we can get Brees Hall going when the running game can get going because there's actually a line in front of them. It's not a, you know, bunch of traffic cones, you know, standing in front of uh, Brees Hall. So, like, you know, or you try out a quarterback uh, that they that right. the defense wants to respect that that right. is actually scared of, the, of him throwing the ball, right. right? So that and then you know the defense obviously having to play out of their minds, you know, basically as, as you know, I think Sauce effectively alluded to in the post game uh, comments, like they have zero margin for error, and you know mm-hmm. they were playing lights out well into the you know third quarter, and then you just these guys, you know, they the, the offense can't keep them on the field. Or, you know, the offense, you know, moves the ball to get a, you know, to get three points or the offense, you know, gets into field goal, right? You know, they're, they're getting into scoring position and then it's called back because of some damn Uzoma penalty or something. So like, there's just so much bad, you know, it's a bad feedback loop going on here. So without starting at the obvious place of Zach Wilson, where do we start, Travis? Hack it, hack it, hack mm-hmm. it. Um, I feel like we are we are in full bore flat fucking circle. I'm just need to smoke <laughs> a cigarette and have a beer, and like my hair is already at like McConaughey point. It's pretty, it's pretty wispy. Um, I fucking like the it's it. You look at how disciplined the defense is. I can't look at this. I know people are going, "Oh my god, coaching it's Salah." Like I can't put it on Salah when you've got one half of the team that's playing pretty damn disciplined. You don't see a lot of downfield holding mm-hmm. calls. You don't mm-hmm. see a lot of, I mean, you'll, you'll see an occasional stupid freaking uh, uh, roughing the passer from Bryce Huff or Quincy Williams, which, you know, sometimes it's, it's just a, a mat, like the one that uh, Huff had last night. It's just a, a, yeah, a grab his feet. Ab- yeah. Aberration. Um, but mm-hmm. when you've got the other side of the ball that completely looks like a bunch of, of, of four-year-olds trying to play poker for the first time, <laughs> and they're throwing down two Monopoly Uno and, and an Uno card, <laughs> and I've got a red one, and I found a Dale Murphy card, <laughs> and I win. Um, that's what they fucking look like. They're, it's like they, they're, they're playing a game that they don't understand not even they don't. It's not even that they don't understand the rules. They don't understand that there are rules. You know, you look at fucking Uzama and you're like, you, you do know that what you're doing is bad, and it's not your your the 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 holding calls everything. It's it's just so undisciplined, and mm-hmm. I don't think 
Hackett, Hackett is a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. Hackett yeah. is not a good coach. Hackett is a nice guy. You can't, you can't lead a group of people and be a nice guy and worry about like how they feel about you all the time. And that's what I see out of Hackett. That's where the jokes come from. That's where the lovability mm-hmm. comes from. That's where the relating with TV comes from. Sure, you should inter- you should you interject some of that. Put your personality into it. But obviously these dudes aren't being held accountable. Um yep. and and it's it's insane because you can see that Jeff Ulbrick is. What what do you think, Josh? Where where do you yep. start? If, it, if it's same not same same, I'm, I'm, yep. If if Travis got us out the station, I'm going to get us up to full speed. So here's like the, you are exactly right, Travis. The, the the lack of discipline, the lack of accountability. We see CJ Uzama two just drive killing holds early in that game. Um, one that brings back a first down, one that very much affects the final score, brings back a touchdown. Um, and he's still able to go out there and play. Like he's still able to get on the field. What there are guys that have not been seen from the time that they fumbled once 14 years ago for a Bill Belichick Patriots team. What, what's Jonah Gray doing? What did Jonah Gray do? Where, where's that guy? He fumbled once after a four touchdown performance and was never heard from again cj uzama holds on both of those plays on the first two drives of the game and he's just back out there playing like you're just letting the guy get off the hook there's no there's no accountability like those should have immediately been jeremy ruckert plays it should have immediately been go sit down you're not playing the rest of the night and that hack gets too kind he's just too nice of a guy to hold people accountable and there's a way to hold people accountable and still be kind about it or be a a decent person. Mm -hmm. I'm not asking him to be a jerk, but I am saying that if you hold twice and take 10 points off the board for us, you're not playing again today. We can't afford that on this side of the ball. If if it was sauce that did that, if it was even the Bryce Huff, those guys are, are, are performing at such a high level that you give those guys a little leeway because they're going to be harder on themselves than you're ever going to be hard on them. And so watching the, watching CJ get back in the game, play after play, drive after drive no accountability no discipline and see that stuff just bleeds it bleeds out to the rest of your team that well if he's not going to get pulled then i can get away with some stuff too and then things snowball and then there's no discipline and then we're walking away from a game going like one touchdown and we win that game one decent drive Mm -hmm. without a without a killer penalty we win that football game and so this is squarely on nat hackett and robert Sala to figure out how are we going to instill um discipline and accountability on the offensive side of the ball and the one guy that i'm seeing respond to it so far has actually been zach wilson like this was last year with zach we felt like there was no discipline we felt like there was going to be no growth and i'm still very much in the camp that this is not a franchise quarterback he's a career backup guy but this year you've seen a much more disciplined understanding if i screw this up this is my last shot no one is going to hire me again no one's going to bring me in again and yet all around him you've got people acting like children um bringing five matt notes cards to a poker game wanting to know if they beat their dave parkers and that doesn't make any sense to anybody nothing beats dave parkers the fucking cobra (laughs) the only thing that can beat a dave parker is a ricky henderson everybody Uh, knows that Everybody knows that. I'll give you my five Matt Noakes cards for one Ricky Henderson card. Is that a good good trade? <laughs> no, that's not a good trade. Okay. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. The Jets. If you if you look at the just like counts and yards of penalties, there, there's actually a site called NFL Penalties. It's amazing, and it, it tracks all the players, yeah, it's all Jets. the positions. Com. 
Jets.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, it redirects. <laughs> yeah, it redirects to the Jets homepage. Yeah. Uh, but so the the Jets, if you're if you're going now, now like I'm not a big fan of of counting statistics, right? Because for lots of reasons, it doesn't like that's why DVOA from Football Outsiders, which is now defunct, rest in peace, football outsiders has moved over to FTN. Aaron Schatz is over at FTN now. But um, but DOA is like it takes everything into account and then it figures things out. But like just so um so you gotta bear with me for a minute, but penalties. The Jets on offense rank ninth in like the number of penalties that they've accrued over the course of the season and ninth in yards. And you say like, okay, like, well, top 10, um, you know, I thought they'd be higher, right? Well, <laughs> let's, let's keep in mind this. If you, if you were to look at how many plays this offense has actually like yeah, accrued over the course of the season, <laughs> yeah. they're, they're sixth, they're sixth worst. They're ranked 20, mm-hmm. they're ranked 27th in the league. The only teams that have a worse plays per game uh, offense behind them are Seattle, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Las Vegas, and Denver. So, so, so the point is basically if you were to, you know, do some math, which I am too lazy to do right now, especially after that loss, um, like you would basically see that the jets are like the worst, you know, most inept, and most penalized to like team one of the you know if not the you know most most inept and penalized team in the league. So even when they are you know getting plays like the there's an outsized amount of penalties that this team is occurring. I don't you know I don't need empirical data to tell you or anybody who's listening to this podcast that you know it because you've watched the games and you've seen how atrocious it's been. And to your point, Josh, like it's been. Just there's no one accountability week. there, oh. you know, right. Yeah. So, so one, one of the things I'm sure you guys saw this on social media or wherever, there was this fascinating thing uh, of like there. And again, like, are we just reading into body language? Like, are we just trying to look for patterns? But there was this series that someone captured oh. and clipped and put up there of yep. Matt Hackett, which since we started with that, like Matt Hackett is calling a play on third and one and you see him make the call and you see Roger's reaction to the call. And he kind of is like looking down at the ground and just like shaking his head ever so slightly back and forth, side to side, like, no, this is not. Um, and so <laughs> I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to figure out is like, what, what, what do we learn from that? Josh, what do we learn from that? I, th- I, I mean, I think it's, it basically confirms what we said about Adam Gase and everything over the years, but what did you learn from just seeing that interaction? Was, was there anything yeah. to gain from that or just, it's a, it's a moment in time. No, I think there is something to, to be gained from that. I think, I think, I think as a quarterback, like, you know, he's not thinking as a coach, he's thinking as Aaron Rodgers is quarterback. Um, he's, there are probably thousands of times in his career high school, college professional that a play was called that he didn't agree with. Now he's, he's on the other end of this spectrum than Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson probably doesn't have the stones and doesn't clearly have the pedigree or the resume to opt out of that play and do his own Mm -hmm. thing. Um, I think you're getting a little Aaron Rodgers going, "Mm, I don't like that play in this situation because of what I'm seeing from my quarterback eyes. And now that I'm on the sideline hearing that play call, I'm just thinking about in my head, like this is not going to go well. And it did not go well. So I think that's definitely one of the aspects. I think another aspect, you know, it had been, what, two or three years removed. Um, Matt Hackett goes to Denver. Um, Aaron's still in Green Bay. Um, Whatever bad habits Hackett picked up as a head coach over two seasons, 
um, and then has kind of carried them into the Jets, this nice guy thing. Like, I think there is something about Aaron as well going like, hey, this is I know that we we've been termed as like, this is my guy. But at every every professional relationship, there are moments when you got to step away from your guy, like your work bestie is going to get in trouble for the thing they did. And you can't be Mm -hmm. right there cheering on every little thing that they do because it's going to eventually affect your own reputation. And so I think there's a combination of things there. I think there's just the quarterback in him going, I don't like that play in this situation. And I don't like it for the personnel that we have on the field. Um, and that play got blown up. I mean, if I see one more third and one in a shotgun with a delayed handoff to Brees Hall, I think I'm going to drive down to one jets drive myself um, and send, <laughs> send, send some of our friends into the gold zone. Um, but I think, I think those two are the biggest things that I see the two aspects. I see um, Rogers as a quarterback, not liking the play, but then also like Nat's not doing really great right now. And I'm just going to take a little bit of distance. I don't think he's looking for the camera in that moment, but the cameras are going to find you um, regardless on the sideline. Um, And so I think, I think, I think it was something. I don't think it was nothing. My thoughts were a hundred percent like, yep. Yep. I'm right there with you, Aaron. Um, But yeah, (laughs) it, it, it just, it just confirms again that, uh, you know, it's, it's, it goes back to what Josh just said of, of Hackett's just a, a a freaking puppet. He's just, he's just marionette. It's it's Rogers' offense, and Zach is not at anywhere near the level that he can run it. Um, and Aaron knows it, but Aaron knows what should have been done in that situation. And Aaron would have probably checked out, uh, obviously checked mm-hmm. out of that call yeah. to something different in that situation. But I mean. Zach Wilson can't even see the freaking linebacker that looks like Macklemore and and freaking uh, Zach Thomas had a baby together. Uh, <laughs> he can't even see that guy, let alone oh, freaking uh, you know with Gene Simmons' field. tongue with Gene Simmons. Uh, yeah, tongue. Well, yeah, dude, I was very uh, uncomfortable with the amount of times he was just like putting his, his tongue, tongue out. out. Yeah. It's like a lizard. Is he, he's is like, he, you know, smelling. friends with That's like Bill smells. Belichick's kid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. the dude yeah. just like, uh, God, it's so bad. It looks like a fucking Pokemon. Um, yeah. Um, you know, he can't, he can't see the field and understand. He can't read what's going on uh, anywhere near the level that Aaron Rodgers can. So, uh, yeah, you're stuck. You know, it's, it's, I've used this metaphor before of, of, you know, if I've got cooks that all came from McDonald's, I can't expect them to put out fucking five-star food. I've got to play mm-hmm. down to the fucking McDonald's. Is it going to piss me off? Yes, it's going to piss me off. I'm going to hate it. I'm going to shake my head every time I watch a fucking soybean patty burger roll out of this kitchen. But <laughs> at the same time, you know, I, I can't expect them to freaking execute what I can do. So it it you you this is this is a hundred percent like be careful what you wish for. You know, Hackett, Hackett, you know, was, was Rogers guy. And this is what happens when Rogers isn't on the field. Your guy is not very good with other people because you are the one that's actually good. And, you know, when, when you just want somebody to, to let you do what you want, sometimes you compromise and it, and it kicks you right in the fucking butthole. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you're exactly right. Right in the butthole. Right, right in the poop shoot. Yep. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, I mean, where do we go from here? Like, I think 
the first question is, you know, we're supposed to be in the easy part of the schedule now. Um, ha ha. Very funny. I mean, you know, that's two, that's two in a row. Yeah. You know, they, they, yeah, two, they, they, they skated by on, on a horrible giants team with, you know, with a quarterback who played, whose mother cooks some chicken cutlets and makes his bed. Right. Like, you know, that's, that's you know, the that, dream, they, baby. They, they almost, I can't talk shit about that. I mean, dude's got that shit figured out. He's he's that's Tommy DeVito. God bless you. Tommy DeVito is a real catch, ladies. Like you know, definitely, definitely. Yeah, send Mama DeVito over to my house. She can make my cutlets anytime she wants. (laughs) I call that guy fiscally responsible. Fiscally responsible. All right. Emotionally, emotionally bankrupt and fiscally responsible. I like it. I like it. Uh, But anyway, just kidding. Um, So he. Here we are. Uh, they almost lose to Tommy DeVito. Uh, they lose to a flailing Chargers team, and then, um, and then a you know, let's say, found religion Raiders team. Um, so they're, they're like your 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 friend who converted late in life. Like love that, love that guy. Uh, bless, bless him, bless him. Uh, but but like, where? What do we do with this team now? Like, is Roger says he's going to be ready mid December. Uh, I have to haven't done. Remember, I've done no prep for this, um, so I need to like actually Google Jet schedule 2023 and see what comes up. What that would basically be. So that's basically like Jets at Dolphins, December. I am basically conference. Yeah. So so like I guess my point is like, no, it'll be too can, late. Can this team like? Yeah, it's too late. Like, why would you bother rushing him back? Would you if? If you're, if this team just continues to play the way they have, and I mean Bailey by losing to the Raiders, now you get the Bills, then you you the Dolphins come for the Black Friday game, then they get the Falcons at home again, um, Texans, which is yeah, I mean good luck good luck with the Yikes. Texans. So like they've got yeah. four games, you know maybe one of which is winnable. Like when you just based on what we've seen, the product that we've seen of the last three weeks um, in the Falcons, like that's the one game that's winnable here. So this team, you know, at their current, um, at their current, uh, you know, they, they roll in with what five wins, maybe, maybe unless just, you know, they, they have some sort of, you know, big change this week. So they come in with five weeks, uh, five wins and, you know, whatever, two, three weeks left in the season. I mean, are you playing Rogers, Josh? What are you doing? No, I'm not. I and it it it. Salah said, I think it, I think his quote was, "If the doctors clear him, then we'll clear him." Um, I just at some point someone goes, "This is not worth it." Like this, this is not worth risking your physical body just to prove that you can do it. Um, unless they're in an actual playoff position, if something miraculously yeah. shifts over the next three weeks. They beat Buffalo, they beat Miami, and now you're sitting six and five going into some of that stretch. Yeah, because there's four um, then, you know, to be clear, there's four games at Dolphins, Commanders at Jets, at Browns, and then at Patriots. So there's four games if if Rogers mid December time frame is correct. Yeah. And I, I you just need to have at like, least six wins, six, maybe seven wins at that point. Yeah. And and depending on the rest of the AFC, like other than maybe Tennessee and maybe New England, everybody else is five and four, four and five. Like everybody's slogged in together in the AFC. It's not like we're sitting in a position of like, man, we're, we're a game up and, and, you know, we're sitting in a wild card spot. There's like seven teams that are vying for those two wild card or three wild card spots. And so, 
Um, I get wanting to have the optimism. I get wanting to say, hey, we got to hold this thing together until maybe Rodgers gets back. But I don't know. I feel like a new man today. It's not all about the quarterback right now. Like, it's really not just about Zach Wilson. Zach made all the plays he could have other than barely stepping out of bounds and the late pick um, to Spillane, which, I mean, he Mm -hmm. stared down Lazard for 45 straight seconds before he threw that ball. Um, It was a horrible, horrible throw. Um, But other than that, like, I I can't fault him for the the disappointments on the team. And if Rodgers comes in and this this line is making these mistakes and and guys are not, you know, performing at a high level, like, he's going to go nuclear too. So I don't don't see it. I don't see – the schedule breaking our way. I think Houston's looking a lot tougher than they had been. Um, obviously Miami, Buffalo, like both of those teams really having to fight now to, to kind of right the ship from their early season success. Like there's, there's a lot of teams ahead of us on the schedule mm-hmm. that are no longer like shoe in winnable games, um, especially the way that we're playing. So I don't think it's worth it. I think even if he's ready and healthy and ready to go, um, that you just don't play him. You don't, you don't risk next season for the for the hope of we finish nine and nine and eight and luck into yeah. a playoff spot. I don't think that's really worth it. I'm not, I don't or think we're going to be in that position. Or he anyway. gets, you know, some sort of <laughs> setback, right? There he gets a setback where then he can't even play, you know, till halfway through the season next year or 100%. whatever. Right. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Travis? I am a hundred percent putting that mofo on the field because, <laughs> because my dude, Woody Johnson is out there. He is out there struggling. He's got to pay for them chains. He is mm. out there riding around in subpar Escalades that are picking oh, him no. up from his airport. He is oh, getting no. 32-year-old hookers instead of 26-year-olds. Oh, he, no. is, <laughs> he is in a bad place and needs that dough. He needs okay. that bread. So they got to sell some tickets. Um, and Woody Johnson is going to tell me. hurting yes. for that dough. Yes. <laughs> He's in a they different can... tax bracket. Yeah. <laughs> um, think of, no, think of the like, pharmaceutical... Think of the pharmaceutical uh, heirs. Yeah, think think of them like as you as you spend your your hard earned dollars, people. Please. To please. Uh, to be honest, I actually would. Like uh, I was, uh, if the offensive line, the offensive line played pretty good last night. Like I'm not gonna lie, Xavier mm-hmm. Newman actually mm-hmm. uh, impressed me um, mm-hmm. at right guard. Max Mitchell played well. Um, all of the all of the issues were coming from uh, you know. The the tight ends, um, which were you know extensions of the the offensive line last night to take t- take care of uh uh what's his name uh, Max Crosby, um, mm-hmm. so yeah I mean he was yeah. I mean he was d- Crosby disrupted but like they isolated him enough right that he yeah was not, I mean he was contained you know within you know within reason within reason he was contained and you know which say. goes back again like okay Hackett maybe don't fucking put CJ on. You know, on Max Crosby, maybe put Rucker instead. Yeah. Uh, but but my, I, I really do think if the, if the offensive line is 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 going to get some stability in what we've got right now, I'm not as worried about them. Um, you know, there there was a lot of the the pockets did break down. You know, a fair amount last night, but there 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 was a, there was a lot coming at them and. You know, Zach Wilson was getting he what was it two point four three was his average mm. last night on getting the ball out like that's that's thirty good for Zach tenths of a, yeah, yeah for that's Zach. that's better than it has been that's pretty good yeah. um you know and I, I think I've talked about that a lot these past couple of weeks and if if that's going to stabilize having the threat of Aaron Rodgers uh, it might be too late it might not be I think it just all depends on 
on what happens around us. I mean, I, I really do feel like the AFC East is still pretty, pretty wide open. Um, we're what two games out right now, um, somehow. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I really do think, you know, you get, you get through these next two games, you maybe eke out one, one win between the two of them. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're if you're sitting there in that spot, you're going into mostly conference games at that point. So you've got an opportunity to really make some headway. Uh, if he's good, I'd trot him out there. Um, not going to lie. Yeah. I mean, I, I think your your point is is fair. I think right also to your your other point that you just made, which is that like you get the Bills and the Dolphins back to back weeks. You know, this is this is moving time for the Jets. You know, either either the season doesn't matter after these two games because you buried yourself in your own division, or right, yeah, you're right there swinging. You know, with the with the best of them, um, with you know, then three divisional games left in December, January between. You yeah, which would be the ones he with, came back for. If we can, right, if we can yeah. grab one of these, I would trot him out. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, sorry, two divisional. I got that wrong. Um, yeah, you would have the Jets, uh, Dolphins, and Jets, Patriots to end the season. So, yeah. so yeah, like I mean, <laughs> that there is. I, I appreciate that. I appreciate. That. I think that's a, a good perspective. I tend to be more conservative. I, I think I would just. I would want to see where the team is, but really, like these next two weeks. I think personally, I think. The next two weeks will determine whether Aaron Rodgers plays uh, between now and the end of this year. At the, at that point, like I guess that's the thing that you worry about. If you, you know, we've already let Aaron Rodgers bring in his offensive coordinator, um, his terrible, terrible, uh, you know, receiver in Alan Lazard. You know, a a guy who's you know fading like. Um, like someone from uh, Back to the Future, like his hand is like you know fading away uh, in, in Randall Cobb. Uh, you know, he's just becoming increasingly more irrelevant, and he you know can't play those guitar chords like Marty on on stage anymore. What's going to um, happen but, to the Cobb mob? <laughs> the Cobb mob. I'm scared. Uh, they're all gonna they're all gonna fade. They're all gonna fade into into non-existence. It's gonna be very sad. Uh, but yeah, so then so then uh, you know you've got that you've you've got like you've already basically let him you, you've given him the team as hostage right you might as well just let him do whatever the hell he wants at this point so like there is that whole other thought of like will he then sign up for year two of this like with the team or will he say no nah, i want to go play i'm gonna go play with mike evans or uh, whatever like something else will come up that he wants to do he's gonna go into another cave and come out and aha i've i've found a new a new calling like i don't want that to be the case i don't think that will be the case i don't think he wants to go out like that but man like it's tough all right um what else can we talk about let's talk a little bit just about like what the jets if okay if what are they going to do about this coaching staff in the new year uh travis i'll start with you what where do you where do you think this team goes with the coaching staff is it status quo into 2024 like obviously anything can happen we've got a number of games to play so who knows you know i mean if it's truly atrocious in different places but like where does this coaching staff go does is matt hackett here for year two for uh you know austin powers the what what uh, the spy that shagged me like is he is he there for that is is um you know is jeff Ulbrich even here like does he become a head coach somewhere else like 
what's going to happen to this coaching staff and GM staff at the end of this year? Like, do you feel like it stays intact or what? I quote Prince when someone asked him, <laughs> what can a skinny woman do for you? He said, not a damn thing. No damn thing is going to happen to this staff. <laughs> because Aaron Rodgers being out has given everybody a pass. A free pass. Yeah, free yeah, pass. Everybody got a fucking free pass. Um, Hackett's not going anywhere because there's always that well, it it would have been it would have maybe it would have been better if if Aaron was in here. Yeah, it would have been better. You know, uh, he likes Sala. Like I, if anything happens, it's going to be because Aaron says, "Woody, mm. let me show you what I saw this past year, and this is what I didn't like." Uh, and then then something will happen, but I don't think a single thing is going to happen. Like you you might lose. Uh, you, you might see Randall Cobb become a wide receivers coach, uh, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. But I don't see, I don't see anything happening to him. Josh, what do you think? Yeah. I, I, I am resigned to the fact that Travis is correct. Um, listen, unserious organizations do unserious things. So if, if you think that just rolling this, this, uh, coaching staff back out there next year plus Aaron Rodgers magically makes you 10 and 7 then sure cool we'll just we'll roll with that um I don't think that's the case I don't think that they are that much better um off next year um by just adding Aaron Rodgers I think that there are multiple issues the 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 lack of discipline thing really came to a head last night um and that's that's either you, you inspect what you expect, right? Like if, if I'm checking on this and I'm expecting this level of production or this level of sales or this level of execution and you're not meeting it, like if we're not inspecting this stuff, then it just doesn't matter. And so once once they want to take themselves seriously, I'll take them seriously. I think next year it's the exact same coaching staff. I think it's just plus Aaron Rodgers, um, whatever draft pick they get at pick 15. Um, and, and it's just kind of like a, a reset year um, with much of the same, many of the same um, characters in place as they are right now. Um, I don't like that. I don't think Nate, Matt Hackett should be the offensive coordinator next year. I am concerned that Jeff Ulbrich is going to, kind of get a little more shine than maybe he should uh, based on this defense. Um, I think he's got ballers mm-hmm. all over the place. I think he and Sala are coasting a little bit um, on the, on the talent that they have rather than their actual coaching pedigree. Um, and so I do think the world of um, this defense and where it's at, but um, I, I would make sweeping changes on the offensive side of the ball in that, in that coaching staff. Uh, but I, I agree. I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I'm thinking about Jeff Ulbrich, and I'm thinking about that beard. And I mean, just think about the dignity of that man mm-hmm. and that beard. Like, I mean, just let it go he, white. Just let, he's letting it go, baby. And it looks great. And it looks great. It looks great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, maybe just based on the fact that he's serious about his beard, he might get a head coaching job. I don't know that we're at a point where uh, someone's going to scoop him up yet. I would say I'll give it like a. 50% chance of like, he's, he's a head coach somewhere else next year. It's like 50, 50. Like he, I think he's done enough to prove it, but I think, you know, maybe he, he's going to feel like he's got some unfinished business with this team and, or like, he's going to be able to kind of continue to ride this. I guess the one thing that I worry about, and, you know, we see this a lot for, you know, just in our group chats or on, on Twitter or places like that, like, there are people who worry about losing 
you know, losing a Garrett Wilson, just kind of like him checking out on this team or a, or a sauce Gardner or whomever, like, are, are you guys worried about that happening? Like if, you know, because this year was effectively a do over as of the fifth snap of the season, um, like, do, do you feel like those guys have the, you know, have, have bought into the, this organization enough to, to see it that way? Or are we going to start, you know, fielding, you know, trade demands? Uh, I think, what do you, how I, do you think? I, yeah. I think we are, Garrett worries me a little bit um, because he's, he's a little more emotive on the field after bad plays or bad decisions, going back to the Broncos game, not getting that snap off before halftime. And he is freaking out. Um, on the field revealed a little bit to me that um, he's he might he might have that side of him that's like you know what man like forget this I'm really good maybe he's got guys chirping in his ear I don't know I'm sure all these guys have got those guys in their ear Ohio but, State um, Ohio State buddies he yeah. he yeah he he's of all of them I think Sauce is very happy go lucky and also is just a dog on the field I think that guy's Pretty happy to be. I want to go chase Darrell Revis's shadow a little bit. Um, I think Brees Hall um, could be another one that he mm-hmm. is like. Why is Dalvin Cook suddenly eating into my into my snaps? Um, I don't fully get that. Um, and maybe there's a little bit of discontent there. Um, and and that as those guys go on the offensive side of the ball, it's they are one and two of the guys that we're keeping on the offensive side of the ball. And so mm-hmm. whatever it is that they need to do keep those guys engaged part of this process. I said it a month ago, if I'm, if I'm Woody Johnson, I do Joe Douglas, I get those four guys. Um, and I just get them in a room or sorry, I get Brees, I get Garrett, I get sauce in a room, maybe even DJ Reed at this point and just go, guys, here's what we're doing. Here's the plan. I want, I want your input. I want you to know exactly what I think of you. We want to take care of you. We want to be an organization that you guys are here as a core of uh, for the next 10 years. Um, and here's where we're going. Um, I don't think the Jets are a serious enough organization to do that, though. And so I do worry about all of them um, at some point in the next <laughs> month or so. Mm. If this continues off the tracks, um, where they get to a point of realizing, like, this is not how every team seems to operate around the league. Maybe I'd be help- happier elsewhere. All right. What's one thing, Travis, we'll start with you. Travis, uh, what's one thing you want to see changed in this, that, that within reason, uh, change going to signal to you like for the, for the last eight games of this season, like what's the one thing you want to see changed on the field like that, that they can do that signals, Hey, we are, we are trying to be serious. We know we're not serious, but we at least are aware of the fact that we're not serious. We're, we're trying to be more serious. It's one thing you, you would want to see them do for, for the last eight games. CJ Uzama on the bench. hundred okay. percent record, yeah, record out there like that. That shows to me that you are, serious um because you've got this dude that uh, i think it was uh you or i can't remember who it was in the group chat uh but i thought it was you brian um that said mm-hmm. you know uh if it wasn't for hard knocks and and the broadway oh, you know uh, yeah. field trip um uh, was that you josh <laughs> you see, no, no. It was somebody else somebody much somebody much more probably be on the someone, da- yeah. someone down harder much harder yeah. than the three <laughs> of us are Jeez, they're chance. down bad yeah yeah i think i think <laughs> yeah. Ruth is dead pretty bad, Ruth is dead pretty bad. <laughs> yeah uh, Ruth, yeah, yeah he, yeah he, he's not having a good time um no so um yeah so, like yeah, that's so, I, I really think that that's that is one of the because you know uh randall cobb however it happened has has become uh, out of the equation yeah. as you alluded to right. uh Gibson's on the field a lot more often. Um, mm-hmm. 
you know, the I, I, I don't even get mad about the Dalvin Cook being on the field because I feel like that actually does play into our hand a little bit at this point in the season because uh, they're going to sell out the pass on those because they, they, they really don't think Dalvin Cook's going to go anywhere or get ball at all. And I think that he saw the benefit of that last night. So, like, not even a Dalvin Cook thing would, would make me think that. But, yeah, Uzama is the number one thing, mm-hmm. putting him on the bench. Uh, he can't, he can't do shit. He can't catch, can't run, can't freaking block. He, he just leave him on the bench as a cheerleader. Like he's a, he's rah, rah, everybody, like whatever. Like, I don't care, but just get him off the goddamn field. All right, Josh, what do you say? Uh, I'd plant Alan Lazard right next to him. Uh, that'd be the next thing that I would do is give all of those reps to Xavier Gibson. Um, just let Alan Lazard go sit down, um, and I mean, even on a wide open pass, I think it was fourth quarter, Alan Lazard, I think someone in our chat hilariously just said he did everything he could to drop that pass. Uh, he <laughs> could not, he could not hold onto that ball any looser over the middle of the field. Um, that's another guy that I feel like I just don't understand why, why he's staying on the field. I know people love his run blocking, but if we're not going to run the ball consistently to the outside, we're just going to do delayed handoffs up the middle. Um, then what's, what's the point of yeah. even having him out there blocking anyway? Um, that'd be the second thing I would do is, is just plant him on the bench. Um, let, let him and CJ hang out over there um, for the entirety right. of the game. So fire up some Malik Taylor, Malik Taylor, right? Fire up some Malik Jason Brownlee. Like, yeah, like yep. fire up those guys, you know, something like that. Fire up Rucker. We need to see that. I think the other one that I'll say that we have not seen and we need to see, we need to see is Izzy Abanacanda. Like where yeah. he is, he is on a milk carton. Where is Izzy Abanacanda? Like, you know, you've got, you got Michael Carter out there doing whatever it is Michael Carter does that somehow warrants him. Getting you know, two penalties. Yeah, get, right, exactly. Or or dropping passes or whatever he does. Like, we've got that going on. Uh, right. And then we've got Delvin Cook, who, you know, honestly, he had like a not terrible game last night. But at the end of the day, like, just do something different. Like, we, okay, we've seen Delvin Cook is, you know, is, is, is turning to dust before our eyes. You know, we know what Brees Hall is. But he needs somebody else, he needs a battery mate in the backfield who can help him. It's not Michael Carter. Like, I can't believe over the summer I got so fooled into thinking we had like this super deep mm-hmm. running back battery. I was, I would, they got me, they got me so hard. And right. And look where we are now. But like, you, we have to see Izzy Banacana. There's no excuse for this guy not to continue to be a game day inactive. There's no point in that. If you're gonna, demote someone like Uzoma. It's kind of like the other side of your Uzoma or or Lazard thing. Like we've got to see Abanacanda up on game day. And I'm sorry, like Nick Bodden, I'm sure you're great, but like there, there's other things we can do with a with a game day position unless Bodden is just so integral to special teams. Like find someone to to take those snaps, whether it's Rucker or something, so that you can kind of like have that Abanacanda time on the field. Let's let's see it. Let's see it. Get us something. Something, please. All right. I think that'll do it for us this week. That was pretty good for a show with zero preparation. And just (laughs) total hundred percent down notes, Jets. Yeah. I've got a I've got a parting parting question thought. Mm. Well, actually it's not even a question. Uh, nothing to do with football though. Uh but I I I do have a tendency to lean into dick and fart jokes. Uh someone (laughs) today used a phrase that I thought was brilliant and terrible. And I just want to know if you guys have ever mm. heard this used before. Someone used the phrase 
butt poop. <laughs> I've never heard that. That is where on earth would it come from? Otherwise, like is, is right? Is there a is is there a different form of poop? Uh, nope. But nope. I'm kind of fascinated I mean, by this, and it's really kind of bewildered me all day. Like, what the fuck has this person been through that they have to quantify that the poop it's, came it's, from a butt? Yeah, it's clearly redundant. It's clearly redundant, but it's like it's like redundant in a way that a seven year old would would yeah. you know do yeah. it right. Yeah, like, I, I was yeah, kind of into like, it. This was a forty year old yeah. person though. Yeah, it's yeah. my five year old trying to make me laugh after a day of school going hey <laughs> papa uh pp butt poop like he's he doesn't right. know what he's saying yes. he's just putting them right. all together hoping that it gets a rise out of me but correct poop. yeah congratulate Gosh. that person right. for put for, on the menu for, for graduating, for I'm, graduating yeah, I'm, I'm putting it grade. in the lexicon i'm using it it's gonna be right up there with shit ass and uh buttholing around <laughs> all right sounds good look forward to it all right everybody we look forward to coming back at you next week after the yikes jets play the bills in mm. Orchard Park, so this could be could be glory or could be total ignominy. So who knows? We'll we'll see what team shows up on Sunday. We'll be there Monday, uh, coming in your podcast on Tuesday. But uh, but thanks so much for listening. Um, there is life outside of the Jets and their horribleness over the last three weeks. Uh, we will get through together. We will see a brighter day. Um, thank you. Keep listening. Rate and review the podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye.